0: Chapter Thirty Nine of the House by the Churchyard. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. The House by the Churchyard by Joseph Sheraton Lefanu. Chapter Thirty Nine Telling How Lilius Walsingham Found Two Ladies Awaiting Her Arrival at the Elms when Lillius walsingham being set down in the hall at the elms got out and threw back her hood she saw two females sitting there who rose as she emerged and bobbed a curtsey each the elder was a slight thin woman of fifty or upwards dark a feature but with large eyes the relics of early beauty the other a youthful figure an inch or two taller slim and round and showing only a pair of eyes large and dark as the others looking from under her red hood earnestly and sadly as it seemed upon miss walsingham good evening good neighbors said miss lily in her friendly way the master is in town and won't return till to-morrow but maybe you wish to speak to me Tis no place for the like of yous said old john tracy gruffly For he knew them with the privilege of an old servant if you want to see his reverence you must come in the morning but it may be something john that can't wait and that i can do said lily and true for you so it is milady said the elder woman with another bob and i won't delay you ma'am five minutes if you please and it's the likes of you she said in a shrewish aside with a flash of her large eyes upon John Tracy that stands between them that's willin to be good and the poor, so ye's do saucepans and bone polishers, bad luck to yes the younger woman plucked the elder by the skirt, but Lily did not hear she was already in the parlor. ay, there it is, grinned old John with a wag of his head and so old sally came forth and asked the women to step in and set chairs for them while lily was taking off her gloves and hood by the table you'll tell me first who you are said lily my good woman for i don't think we've met before and then you will say what i can do for you i'm the woody glen ma'am at your service it lives beyond palmer's town down by the ferry have its plays to you and this is my little girl mum have you plays nan look over the lady a slut she did not need the exhortation for she was indeed looking at the lady with a curious and most melancholy gaze and what i'm going to say my lady if you plays it best be said alone And the matron glanced at old Sally and bobbed another curtsy. Very well, said Miss Walsingham. Sally, dear, the good woman wants to speak with me alone, so you may as well go and wait for me in my room. And so the young lady stood alone in presence of her two visitors, whereupon, with a good many curtsies and with a great volubility, the elder dame commenced tis what we heerd ma'am that captain Devereaux of the artillery here in chapel is it ma'am that's gone to england was courting you lady, and i came here with this little girl ma'am if you please to tell you if so be it's through ma'am that there isn't this minute a bigger villain out of jail who brought my poor little girl there to disgrace and ruin Mom. Here Nan Glenn began to sob into her apron. "'Twas you, Richard Devereux, that promised her marriage, with his hand on the Bible, on his bended knee? "'Twas you, Richard Devereaux, you hardened villain? "'Yes, ma'am, that bartered scoundrel. "'Don't be crying, you fool. "'Put that ring there, you see, on her finger, miss and a priest in the room and if ever man was woman's husband in the sight of god richard devereaux is married to nan glynn poor and simple as she stands there stop mother sobbed nan drawing her back by the arm don't you see the lady's sick no no not anything only only shocked said poor lilias as white as marble and speaking almost in a whisper but i can't say captain Devereux ever spoke to me in the way you suppose that's all i've no more to say nan glynn sobbing and with her apron still in her eyes was gliding to the door but her mother looked with a coarse sort of cunning in her eye steadily at the poor young lady in some sort her victim and added more sternly well milady tis proud i am to hear it and there's no harm done at any rate and i thought twas only right i should tell you the truth and give you this warnin milady and here's the attorney's writin ma'am if you'll please to read it mr bagshot if thomas street say it if you'll be pleased to look at it that tis a good marriage and that if he marries any other woman gentle or simple he'll take the law of him in my daughter's case the black parjured villain and transport him with a burnt hand for bigamy and twas only right lady, as the townspeople was talking as if it was as how he was trying to inveigle you miss the of for he charmed the birds off the trees, the pargerer. And I'll tell his reverence all about it when I see him in the morning. For tis only right he should know. Wish the lady good night, Nan, you slut. And the same from myself, mum. And with another curtsey, the glens of Palmerstown withdrew. End of chapter thirty nine. Recording by John Brandon.